This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Don't Blame Me. Hi. Hello. We're both in different locations. Yours is permanent, mine is not. That is true. Where in the world are you today? I'm coming in live from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Amazing. I'm so happy for you that you get to see everybody in Arkansas. Thank you. I'll be going to a lot of soccer games, <laughs> a basketball game. So, you know, fulfilling my duties. Is your honor. whole family athletic? <laughs> well, because you're athletic. Okay. I don't know if your sisters are athletic, but 
I the mean, kids Melanie are. did gymnastics. Megan was pretty good at running. I mean, the kids are okay. The kids I, I, are in the kids sports. are participating. Yes, <laughs> I didn't even do that. Yes, they're participating in sports. Do any of them have a knack? Uh, MJ is good at football, but it's not currently football season, so he's playing football. AK <laughs> soccer. Oh, soccer? You know? Oh, yeah. Let's just say yesterday after the game, he forgot that he had given his coach his phone. And so he sprinted across the field to get his phone. And that was the best he ran. I relate. (laughs) Hey, here's the thing. We put in the work for the things we care about. Yeah. Yeah. He's great at football, but I don't think soccer is his sport. He's phoning it in. Like, it's like... It's also like a social. So Mots was kind of the same way. Like Mots was like, he liked football. He wasn't like really that. He was like fine at it. He wasn't like that great, but he also like wasn't like the biggest guy. Mm-hmm. And he also played baseball and played lacrosse. And then finally, once he like got good enough at lacrosse, he realized he could just like stop playing the other sports. So he like didn't like that much, but it was just like social activities because like yeah. most of the same team would be like, oh, we do this sport on this season and this sport. And he was like, oh, I'm only doing it because my friends are here. And like, this isn't that yeah. fun. Yeah, we'll see how good he continues to be at football because his dad is like five, seven, maybe. Five, I was going to say. So we'll see how long this goes. Yeah, but hey, he could be the Kate Moss of f- football. I think, I think Noah will be good at basketball because he can already palm it. He has gigantic hands um, and he's like good at dribbling stuff. Caroline plays basketball, but that's what she does. Her team, in the last three years that she's played, they've never won a game. Audrey's very gangly, so we'll see. (laughs) She asked to be signed up for volleyball, but then two days ago asked Melanie what volleyball was. So she signed (laughs) up for it, but doesn't know what it is. And I guess she just heard somebody talk about it. (laughs) I'm obsessed with her chaotic energy. Like, I, I just... I love it like yeah that's that's really funny I got encouraged mm-hmm. to do volleyball by my PE teacher in high school because he was like you have like the right body for it like you mm-hmm. have like I have very I'm like tall I have long legs but I also have like very long arms mm-hmm. and he was like and you like flinch every time something comes towards you and the goal with volleyball is to, like push the ball away from you and I think those reflect like you're not trying to like catch it and he was like exactly what I said to Melanie about Audrey (laughs) yeah so like no but I guess that's like literally like his process of like recruiting athletes he goes if you're afraid of the ball like and you have the body for it like I want you to do volleyball because like I can teach you I can't help you if you're gonna try and catch the ball like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to push it away like that actually helps me here but then he saw me jump and my attempt at a jump and he was like and then he also saw my kneecaps. I was going to say, I'm glad you didn't do it because can you imagine the bruises that you would have on your body? Well, also, like, there is in no world my diving for a ball. Like, I would just, no. like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I am a bag of bones tied together by some very thin skin. Like, that's mm-hmm. like, and like, you mean to tell me, like, I'm going to throw my fragile body on the ground yeah, for a no. ball? No. no, 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 no. I don't have that mentality at all i would rather like quit on my own terms than like fail at something Mm -hmm. which is my downfall (laughs) yeah that's fine anyways all that aside you 
Oh my gosh. I, if you're watching on Patreon, subscribe to Patreon, watch the video versions of the podcast. I, thankfully, this is quite blown out because I am in um, the messiest room in our house that I have literally not unpacked at all. This is my office. I am, you know, I won't lie. Being in this room, I've kind of just avoided it because it's, I can, I can live in denial that I've been done a lot of unpacking when I just pretend that this room doesn't exist. But also you've only been there for what, 10 days? Yes. So you've done enough. I've done more than enough. And Mm -hmm. I was unpacking yesterday and (laughs) I was unpacking the like bathroom was like full of my like makeup, hair care, skincare, like all of that stuff. I literally at our old place, I had the cabinet space under two, like his and her gender norms, but like, you know, in those sinks. And then I also had an entire closet full of like extra stuff. And so now I needed to like find a place. So I moved all of that. And I didn't, I am like even reminding that like my threshold for like how long I've been standing or walking or standing up and down is so much lower than I think it is. When I tell myself like, oh, like you have to take it easy. Like your body is dying. I have to set my expectation. I have to like set that bar even lower than I think I do because yesterday I, not to worry everybody, but then I was convinced I had a blood clot in my leg because my leg was like swelling and it was like so tight and it just like really like, you know, that kind of like aching kind of like pain. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I like made Mott's rub it. He was like, pulled my sweatpants up and he was like, your ankle is huge. Like you must've sprained your ankle. I was like, I don't think I did. Like, I literally just think that this has been from like standing and getting up and walking. But he made the great point that I haven't necessarily let my body fully recover from moving. And like now that threshold of like how long I can stand and like walk and move around and put weight on like my legs and stuff is like much lower. And I was like, oh, you're right. So I've been wearing my compression socks since and it's doing a lot better. And um, yeah. I'm very, very, very paranoid about um, getting a blood clot because I'm in the perfect age range and I'm a woman who is also on mm-hmm. birth control. And mm-hmm. I, Justine, just had a blood clot and so did Haley Bieber. And so now I am like these fellow blonde women who live in Los Angeles. I like I am now on hyper uh, high alert for them. So you said I, Justine, but I pictured I Carly in my head. That's what like, She's not blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Monty last night. I was like, "Do you know who I just seen it? I just seen it." He goes, "Yeah, Nickelodeon, great show." And I was like, "That's I Carly." And he was like, "Oh," she and I was took like, "Her name from that though, didn't she?" No, it was Apple. Oh, so they both took the inspiration from Apple. But I thought it was Got funnier it. to me that like Mott's like worked in industry and also like specifically worked in like the YouTube space at the era of I Justine. And so I was like, the fact that you know what I Carly is, but not I Justine, <laughs> but he does know who she is. But I can't wait for you to see the house. No, when I get back. Yay. Can't wait for you to see it. I guess we should tell everybody about this show. I guess. I guess you're here, you're listening, or you're watching. This is Don't Blame Me. We're an advice podcast where we give you wonderful, life-changing, amazing advice. And you might be wondering, how are these two scientists beautiful women hey, who I have... actually oh that does work for me okay so, so that makes me feel else. bad about myself so let me come <laughs> with a different one 
how do these two internationally renowned contortionists, (laughs) um, (laughs) um, uh, athletes, spokeswomen for Mm -hmm. every brand that has ever been and best friends, close personal friends of both Oprah, Viola Davis and Z-Way and Kiki Kiki Palmer. Palmer. Mm -hmm. How do they have time to grace us mere plebs with beautiful, wonderful advice? It's because we are the best. Right. We, you know, they say that you make time for what you want. And so we want to be there for you. So we take time out of our very, very busy schedules and provide you with the best possible advice possible. Yeah. So call her daddy might be exactly call her daddy might be getting paid millions and millions of dollars to continue her show. But we are doing this out of the goodness of our own heart. But hey, Mm -hmm. if you would like to give us millions of dollars. Great. We're not going to say no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And as we say on this show, what we lack in credentials, we make up for in opinions. Hey, so yeah, that's our show. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Just record your voice, whether that's voice memo or voicemail. Tell us the predicament that's currently happening in your life and what you want um, us to give you some advice on. And in order to give you the best possible advice, we ask that you give us all of the relevant information. If you want to let us know your pronouns, please do. Don't feel pressured to do so if you don't want to. Let us know your ages, if this is about a relationship, how long have you been together, if it's about a friendship, how old how old is everybody in the story. It all remains totally anonymous. But if you want to use like fake names for your friends or for people who are involved in the story, go for it and let us know if you're sensitive. We will take that in mind when giving advice. If you are a fragile, fragile little water sign, like that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just let us know. And let us know if you want us to be like, you can be as harsh as possible. We 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 love all of that. But yeah, we are definitely looking for a wide variety of calls. I feel like we've gotten a lot of like pretty similar ones recently. So if you have something that you're like, oh, I don't know if I should call them about it, give it a try. We want to yeah. hear. If you're like, oh, I heard this call and I have something similar, please just take our advice from the other call. Because if it's similar, we're not going to replay it. Yeah. And then you can also, you can do, we can give you advice on a different situation in mm-hmm. your life. Think of it as like a twofer. Like somebody already basically asked the exact same question that you have. You swap out a little bit of the information and then you can call us with an additional thing. And then you got two personalized, essentially, advice segments for just one call. For the price of one. Free. Yep. Free 99. Free 99. But if you are like, hey, I have pockets, whether they are deep or shallow, and you would like to spread the wealth by contributing to our Patreon and supporting the show, we do appreciate that. We do video versions of every podcast. You can see our facial reactions, which I think are quite literally priceless. But we also do live streams twice a month. If you go over the Patreon, you can also see how the Arkansas humidity is making my curls pop. So good. Like, fantastic. And the skin is glowing. Yeah, the LA heat is really holding me down. I think if you watch on Patreon, you will actually see the stark. I look gray and like my skin is like sallow my hair dry and then you can 
Melissa, glowing hair. Well, there's also a ring light in front of me. So okay, but I and I'm I'm completely backlit, so like you can really just see the dark circles, <laughs> and it's just gotta get for that humidity in my life. Yeah. Well, what's what's new with you? Any housekeeping? Any things you want to update the people mm. on? No, I don't think so. I mean, one thing I find very funny is that um, my dad likes to talk to the TV. He walks. Very, he watches very interesting things like. <laughs> basically like a cop show about wildlife officers. I don't know what they're called. Those people that park go rangers? and like maybe park rangers. I don't know that go and arrest people if they don't have fishing license. <laughs> but he also watches a lot of like daytime court TV and then the news all day. But he like talks to the TV as well. And so every time somebody that comes on like talking about anti-abortion stuff or a lot of campaigns that are running, Oh, yeah. For candidates that are here in Arkansas, he just yells and he's like, that's so fucking stupid. That's dumb. <laughs> hey, that so sounds like my dad. That. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that. As a kid, I used to like walk out into the living, like be like, yeah. And he's like, no, not I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, okay, well, it's only you and me in this house. And mm-hmm. you're 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 yelling at CNN. Actually, to yes. be fair, it was less likely that it was more likely he was talking to NPR that was playing on his crank radio. Oh, yes. Dads, what a vibe. Mm-hmm. What a vibe. Have you got any good food? Do you have like a food that like when you go back home, like you either want your parents to... Do both of your parents cook? <laughs> My mom does not cook. <laughs> I didn't think she did. No. I don't want to comfort. I mean, she, she can't. I mean, she... I'll say she's got like two dishes and like Thanksgiving food that she's good at. But okay, like, that makes sense. Personality-wise, like I've never met your parents, but personality-wise, mm-hmm. from everything I know about them, your dad gives me cooking energy. Your yes. mom gives me, buys you the best birthday cake energy. Uh-huh, yes. Like, beautiful cakes, like, really, mm-hmm. really nice, great flavors. Mm-hmm. That's the vibe I get. Yeah. I'll have her come in when we're done recording. You can say hi. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Wait, so is there anything that you, like, requested to be, like, food-wise? Or is there, like, a restaurant that, like, when you're home, you always want to go to? I always want barbecue. I always want Sonic. But the last couple of weeks, my stomach hasn't been doing mm-hmm. great. So I had didn't, I haven't really had, like, a craving for anything specific yet. But I did yeah. get barbecue the first day I was here. But the things that I want, I don't think I can eat. Like there's yeah. this restaurant called Mermaids that does like really good like seafood pasta that I enjoy, oh. Cajun seafood pasta. I don't think I can eat it. You have to be in the so, correct stomach space for a seafood pasta. Yeah. Yeah. It's so creamy, I been right? Creamy. It, no, it's a, it's Cajun. So it's, what is that base? I don't know. It's I, more but, spicy. But there's still, um, most of the time you would, even in like a, I would, you'd have some heavy cream or I mean, Yeah, there is a heavy cream. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you're correct. When you say creamy, I think like Alfredo. Oh. But yes, you're correct. Do you like Alfredo? Um, no. Oh, okay. I, I was Alfredo. like, I thought you were, I didn't even, <laughs> I would never even assume that also, you would that would put me on the toilet for days. <laughs> yeah. Days. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for you to be home. Well, I guess, I guess that's all of our housekeeping stuff. Yeah. Everything that's new with us. And we don't have an update for this episode. If we have been in contact with you or someone from our team has been in contact with you about scheduling an update, please check your email and like check back. We have a couple of people we're waiting on hearing from. And if you haven't emailed in with an update and you do have an update, you've been a call that we've played on a previous episode, send us an email. We would love to 
hear an update. You know who I want to hear from that we never heard back from? That gal that went on a date with her boyfriend to meet her boyfriend's father. And then the father was her ex hookup. And then he texted her and said that he, the father texted her and said that she wanted to have a baby with her. I want to hear Where is she? And here's the thing. Judgment free. I don't say that. I mean that. I never say judgment free because I'm always judging. But if I say it, I mean it. Like judgment free. If you got with the dad, like if you whatever you did, she didn't want to be with the dad. That's but the that's thing. what I mean. Like if you did yeah. something that was out of character, or like you felt like, oh, I did the complete opposite thing, or I like completely changed my tune on this. Truly, this will be the one time I will promise. I ensure judgment free except yeah. i reserve the right for judgment if incest is involved <laughs> huh. that's a call that's a f- in the future call back to this week's episode of but am i wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what i missed i missed a good tea bagging tea party reference there oh damn damn we'll say it here now so then people know we're not going to tell you what we're talking about but just mm-hmm. know at the appropriate time, Melissa does wish she had included a teabagging tea party reference. Mm-hmm. It would have been so good. But now it's like a choose your own adventure. Yeah, I'm surprised no one on TikTok or anything brought it up either. It's probably on Twitter. True. But yeah, you can just swipe it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for everyone to hear that part. Okay. <laughs> shall we get into the calls? We shall. Hello, Megan and Melissa. So I am 24. I go by they, them pronouns. So my situation, I never thought that this would happen to me, but I have a crush on a coworker, which I always tell myself, because I actually learned this really good advice from Jocelyn Davis, where she says, I don't shit where I eat, basically meaning don't date in work or in work environment. But um, I have a crush on an employee, an employee, a coworker who is 40-something. I forgot his age. He goes by he, him pronouns. And every time he, like, talks to me, I kind of have, like, you know, those giggly, bubbly emotions, which is very not like me. Like, I'm literally, like, Daria. And I always like to keep myself professional at work. Like, I always like to keep my work friends just, like, professional and everything but this guy i'm just like sheesh i like you and you are cute and you look like a shorter version of maluma maluma is a singer that you guys don't know who that is so yeah how do i like suppress these feelings because i don't want to like you know i want i would rather have this guy be my friend than a crush if that makes sense so I really hope you guys can help me out. Oh, and just so you know, I am in therapy, but I haven't talked to my therapist lately because she is going into surgery. So I'm trying my best to keep things intact. Since I do have time, I am Gemini, Sun, Aries, Moon, and Gemini Rising. Okay, thanks. Bye. I hope that there's nobody who doesn't know who Maluma is, but if you do not know who Maluma is or you don't know what Maluma looks like, I just need you all to look it up because that really does heavily influence this because Maluma is hot. So hot. I didn't know who that was until on TikTok, you know, they got the little things where you're doing the head of who would you rather, Yeah, you know, and he's in a few of them. And I was like, who is this beautiful 
beautiful man. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, got it. Okay. So now I do know who he is. He's stunning. And I'm really glad that like, that's actually like a very key, important part of his information because like, I like sometimes when people like call in for stuff, I'm like, I need to know, like when you're like dickmatized by someone and I'm like, why are you letting this bad behavior or whatever? Sometimes it is helpful to know, like, give me a celebrity that they look like, because if you tell me they look like someone who I don't think is cute, like that helps me and like helps me know you more. But it would be hard to have a coworker who looked like Maluma. But you did say like a shorter version of Maluma. And how tall is Maluma? Look, some people don't have hangups on height. OK, Megan, some people no, no. aren't. Yeah. I fake nine. How old? I mean, how tall are you? What do you lie? You say five seven. Five seven. Some people, yeah. Some people aren't five seven, and you know they don't mind short kings. Well, I just want you to know that Maluma says that uh, they're five ten. Okay. So Maluma's probably five eight. Short king. We love a short king. Mm-hmm. Well, so my instinct in this is like, yes, don't shit where you eat. Having a crush on a coworker, like pursuing a relationship with a coworker is not good. Having a crush, I think if you are single, if he is single, I think a crush can be pretty innocent if it doesn't, if it remains a, like, I don't know, because I kind of at the same time, I think we need a different version. We need like a tears of crushes because like sometimes crushes are all consuming and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to like plan what I'm wearing because like I want to like know what they think I look like and I want and like it consumes your all of your thoughts like. You're not performing well in work. You're not doing well in school. Like you're all consumed by this. But then there's kind of that no pressure, no strings attached little thing that it just makes an activity that you don't like so much kind of fun. And it's something that you can look forward to and like flirting and it's cute, but it's not taking over your life. So I think if you can, if it can maintain in the passive, but fun just adds a little bit of like excitement to like work, I think that's like totally fine, but you basically just have to ensure that it doesn't get farther than that. But I would also say that the the, the age thing is like, there's a difference between thinking someone's hot and having a crush on them. And I think that like, once you're having this back and forth flirtation, that worries me that he is also into you just because I don't like any relationships that have someone who is like basically twice their age being into someone like, yeah, half their age. That to me doesn't sit right. It doesn't, that's not a knock to younger people who are attracted to or or find themselves having crushes on older people. That's something that like is psychologically can be broken down and figured out why. But I don't like the older. I don't like... I don't like him participating in this crush. I think it's inappropriate on his end. But you said like, I, how do I, I would rather remain friends and like get over the crush. I think you need to do less than that and just be coworkers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the key for me is you can look all you want. You can maybe even fantasize all you want as long as it doesn't interfere with your work. But I don't think you should even be friends with this person because they, I mean, there's plenty of uh, fruit out there that we can't eat. You like pineapple, but you can't yes. eat it. <laughs> right. Good point. So like it's there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we should participate because it's bad for us. And so this helps if like you having a crush on them is detrimental to your work. Maybe look into, you know, find some things about them that you don't like. 
Like maybe they breathe too hard. Maybe they suck on their teeth. Maybe they, I don't know, just do things that turn you off and maybe find those things to help with pushing this crush off. But and sometimes you get to know people too, and you're actually, they may look appeasing, but they, their personality also turns you off from them. And then what else? What else can you do? The age thing is the biggest thing. Because if it, they were like closer to your age, I would be like, you know, if you later down the road have a different job, you don't work in the same department, sure, go for it. But it's the age is the biggest, well, second biggest thing here for me. So, you know, this is, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, this is somebody that could be your father. That's what I was so, going to say. Like, if you, maybe you Google celebrities or people who are his age, and I think that, like, burst the Maluma bubble and, like, bring it down to earth with a, I don't know, who's, like, a man in his, who's a celebrity in his, like, mid-40s that, like, you wouldn't be attracted to. I'm hard, hesitant to find actors because actors are all attractive. Nick Lachey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Or like Chris Pratt. Like there's just that. I don't know. How old is he? I don't he? think he's that old. Wow. Okay. These men are too attractive to be for me to use them. Jarrett Leto. That's a good Ew. one. Yeah, that is a good one. But, like Will Ferrell. But see, personality-wise, you find That's true. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, I'm fire looking at person. Yeah, I'm looking at personality, and yeah, I think Jared Leto's a good one. Yeah, he's like, like not only is he like problematic, he's also just like really cringy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I just think that the and I mean this in the kindest way possible. Like, my advice to everybody who is into somebody who is like twice their age. Don't think about it in like, this isn't meant to be like a knock to your confidence. Like you're all like really, really wonderful people and like you're all great and like you deserve so much. But the reason why this older person is like interested in you is not because you're really funny and you're really great and you have like a wonderful personality. That can't outweigh a predatory and like power dynamic. And anyone who is like a really good person wouldn't, like the power dynamic outweighs all of your like really wonderful and great traits. And so then it becomes that they like that power dynamic. I think there are like, yeah, those things can be successful, but it not in th this is like the perfect storm of that. And it seems like you're very aware of that and like you don't want this to continue. But I also don't know what your job is. So if it's something where you're like being scheduled, like you work shifts with somebody and it's about like scheduling, like I think like you can make an excuse to be like, hey, I'm starting to take a class on these days, which are the days that like he normally works. And it's like, I would love if I could like switch my schedule around to have like work on these days and kind of create some separation. But I think Melissa's right. You find the icks, you like figure mm -hmm. out what his icks are. And then you also find like just icks about compare him to other people in your life or celebrities who are his age, who you don't like, and can then have those icks there as well. And then, and day to day at work and that stuff, realize that like you flirting with him doesn't like it's him flirting with you back like that we need to make that give you the ick because mm -hmm. it it should give you the ick but i think you're in a work bubble it's like camp goggles so it can feel kind of hard and 
in that sense, but out of sight, out of mind. And then if that doesn't work, just paint them as like a disgusting, just person who's like just full of icks. And then you're like, mm-hmm. ew. I was going to say, I don't want people that breathe hard to come at me because I am a fellow heart breather. So she is, you, you know, someone would no. say that. Well, yeah. And also <laughs> just know if anyone, if any hard breathers want to come for Melissa, I just want to know where were you when Mots was on the podcast? Where were you defending <laughs> his name in right. these comments? I don't believe you. Then you're just attacking yeah. Melissa. Like, I don't believe that you stand for hard mouth breathers because Mots was right I'm there. A hard, I'm a hard nose breather. Um, and sometimes I'm listening to this. Coco, our editor, does a great job of getting them out. But I've listened to other ones where I'm the one doing the first edit on it. And I'm like, damn, I breathe very hard. I You've got pretty clear nasal passages, though. Like, it's clear. You've got a pretty just- straight ass septum. Yeah, it's not because of the septum. It's just because of my lung condition that yeah. I breathe hard. I am the opposite. I breathe much more through my mouth because despite having gotten a nose job, my septum is still not great. Mm-hmm. So it's straighter. But I was going to say, let's come up with some universal icks that could be helpful. So like picture him running after the bus that's late and his like pants are a little bit too long and he's like tripping over them. Ick. Okay. See, I would say that and be like adorable. Some people's icks are other people's pleasure. Or other people's yums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people are into wedgie picking too. Okay. What else? Um, imagine That's him. the thing is you can't, it, you can't because some people are into things. So there's not like a universal ick unless it's like a red flag. Okay. So like, but take your pick, like take whatever serves for you. And I'm not saying that these are all icks. Like I'm just offering different ones take which one applies that he he still calls his mom mommy that could be a nick picture him having explosive diarrhea picture him sending back a plate of food because it's too spicy and or no or picture him saying please no pepper that's too spicy for me. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Like just picture these, like just go out of your way. I don't way. know why that's making me laugh. It's too spicy. <laughs> what else? Picture him saying that Britney Spears should cover up more on her Instagram. That is an ick holding a fistful mm-hmm. of red flags. Picture mm-hmm. him saying that he thinks that... He thought Maroon 5's Super Bowl performance was better than Beyonce's. <laughs> Sorry, wow. I should have waited till you're done drinking. <laughs> wow. That's a good one. Knowing who this person is, too. I know. That's why I picked that one. Mm-hmm. Um, picture him saying that Barbies were more elite than Bratz dolls, which I just think Bratz dolls were the most I, under... I'm sorry. I, I love both of them so much, but I just think we as a society never gave... We gave the Bratz dolls a movie, sure, but like we didn't give them the hype that they deserved. That's your opinion. But I love Barbies too. Okay. I just have a soft spot for Bratz because my dad bought me when I was like, I don't know how old I was. I think for me, it's because I was... When Bratz came out, I was older, so it wasn't a toy for me. That makes so sense. That makes sense, yeah. Bratz were t- cheaper than Barbies. And I wanted, like, everyone had the Barbie dream houses, and I, like, really wanted one. But my dad bought me a Bratz motorcycle. <laughs> and I was cool. like, And that seems cool. on par 
for him too. He used to have a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Okay. I feel like we've given you a vast amount of icks. If anybody wants to comment on the latest Instagram post with just some generic potential icks to envision, please comment them and we can help you out of this situation. And maybe it's helpful. No, I was gonna say maybe it's helpful to picture Maluma doing these things, but like there's no chance because I can picture Maluma having explosive diarrhea and be like, okay. How can you judge when you have explosive diarrhea yourself? Daily. To be fair, I I am like so unfazed by poop. Yeah. So I would have to pick something else. That's what I'm saying. Like some people's eggs, other people's yums. That's true. I would not say diarrhea is the yum. I, I, would, I would say, say it's a yum. part it's of my life. neutral. Neutral. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Next call. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Just want to say first off, I did call earlier and I had a script but I got self-conscious and went completely off script. Um, so I'm back with a better script. <laughs> Anyways, I am 20, 21 in a few weeks, and my pronouns are she, her. I am calling about FOMO, um, or the fear of missing out. As a woman in like the 18 to 25 age range, my feeds on every social media are filled with engagements, weddings, pregnancies, and babies. (laughs) I feel like no matter how many times I click not interested, it's either that content just keeps showing or it's a friend posting that content or announcing something like that. And while I am super proud of the achievements I've made in my life, like starting school again, moving to a different state with my boyfriend, etc., seeing all this content makes it hard. It feels like society and my friends and family are making me feel less than by not starting to hit those milestones fast enough. Both my boyfriend and my family keep asking when we will get engaged and keep bringing up examples of friends and family friends of ours who got engaged within the last six months to a year, who had only been together for six months or a year. (laughs) Um, For reference, we've been together for about three and a half. And after hearing it and them talking about it all the time, it does make me a little bit insecure. But all that being said, I would love all the advice on how to not feel like I'm missing out and like I'm way behind everyone else when it comes to life. Thanks. Oh, and feel free to be harsh if you need to. And love the time. I feel like you can probably speak to this a little bit better than me because California not all of California, but where I grew up, the median, like most parents were in their like late 30s, early 40s having kids. And I think maybe a couple people from my high school have babies, like maybe, but like I don't have that. And then I moved to Los Angeles, which is even <laughs> more like that. But you have the Southern side, which I think yeah. is a little bit more of this time. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I can speak to this. You're 21. <laughs> And you're seeing this when I was in college age, most people were, well, not most people, a lot of friends were getting engaged, especially the ones I went to high school with were getting engaged. And then by the time we were um, out of college for a couple of years, they were getting married. One thing that might make you feel better is that a lot of them are now uh, divorced. (laughs) I don't know if that would make you feel better, but a lot of the ones that got married very early on are divorced right now and on their second marriage. I know somebody that's on their third marriage. So I don't know if that is uh, comforting to you, but 
I'm someone that like I see a lot of people that when I was that at that age that they were getting into relationships because they were maybe specifically I don't do you know this term of going to college for your MRS degree? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what they were doing. I, and I would see so many red flags with the people that they were dating. They were just getting married and engaged to be getting married and engaged and maybe looking and see, looking more into their relationships. If there's somebody that's a friend and examining their relationships and see if like, this is actually something that like, is their relationship the kind of relationship that you want? Because if not, then what are you missing out on? The announcement? Okay. And I know your family is kind of pressuring you, but you just said, you know, you just got back in school. There are other things for you to be focused on and marriage and baby announcements and engagements are not, you know, things that you're interested right in right now. So I would simply just like, what are you missing out on what do you think that it is that you're missing out on is it the spectacle of all of it or do you actually like don't feel like where you should be in your life and I would write down these I'm a visual person I would write down like what I actually want in life how I feel right now am I being fulfilled and if there are areas that aren't as fulfilled as others then how can I fulfill it and don't worry about other people's things also if there's people that you're following on social media that you're not particularly friends with or you're not like close to but they're just people that you follow unfollow them or mute them those are options you can also mute phrases and words on social media and doing that can also block those unwanted things out yeah I agree with all of that I will say that secure people who are secure and really happy with the decisions that they make don't try to encourage other people to make those same choices and decisions. Mm -hmm. It reminds me the same thing of drinking. Like when you're like, oh, I'm not going to drink. It's like, come on. Like I'm drinking. It'll be so fun. Like do this, do this. And I'm like, oh, you are insecure about this thing. Or maybe you don't feel really comfortable with this. And like you want a buddy (laughs) along with you on this sinking ship. And not that I'm calling like young marriage or any of these like milestones as a sinking ship. But I have like friends who are married. I have friends who like are engaged. I have friends who are single. I have friends with kids. I have friends who don't have kids. And no one ever asked me that I personally knew, like, when are you going to get engaged? When are you guys going to do that? Like, when are you going to do that? It was people I didn't know. And now that I am engaged, like, I don't ask my friends when they're going to, like, who are in, like, I, one of my close friends, her and her boyfriend have been together longer, I think probably a year or two before Mats and I, and she was asking me about like what we wanted to do for like a wedding or whatever. And then she was like, yeah, I think I would want to do something like this. And I was like, oh, do you guys want to get married? And she was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, but I never even thought to ask because it's just is so mm-hmm. in the most lovingly loving thing possible. Like it has, I, I don't really give a fuck. Like I truly like, I don't, someone else getting married and getting that like document in most cases doesn't, I mean, it never affects me, but in like most cases is completely irrelevant to my life. If it's helpful for me knowing my friend is like a different power of attorney, that's great. If it's about like immigration, amazing. Like those are things that that piece of paper I can, as an outsider can like really be so excited for like that large change that that means. But other than that, I couldn't fucking care less. And so I think like when there's that like self 
induced FOMO. And then there is like the FOMO from other people and this like pressure. And I also wonder like, would you care? And would you feel this way if no one else was doing these things? Like, do you feel like you are behind on your own personal timeline and schedule? Or do you feel like everybody else is perceived, what you perceiving as everybody else's timelines and schedules are influencing yours? And is that like, like you said, like we must like write down everything that you want to do and like what you're currently doing and try your best to like take out what everybody else is doing from the equation. And would you still want to be engaged at a certain age? Like, would you want, and also those things can also change. Like when I was mm-hmm. younger, I, I wanted to be like engaged at like, I don't know, 21 or something. But I I also want, I want to be careful with, I don't want anyone to come for this caller because I think that feeling like you're behind is a really universal experience. And it truly, I personally think it truly does not matter what you have accomplished because the goalposts will always keep moving. So whether you're listening to this call and you are single and you don't have a long-term partner and like you feel like you're behind on getting engaged and getting married, like the goalpost keeps moving for all of us personally. That's just like the culture that we live in. And so I think it's really okay to change our timelines from like what we thought we wanted or like what we thought would happen and also reflect on like why did we think that like when I like looked back to like thinking I was going to be engaged at like a certain age I'm like hmm okay let's like really really break this down I thought I was going to be engaged I wanted to be engaged by the end of college but also hmm there's a flaw in your argument Megan because you didn't want to go to college you didn't want to finish college Mm -hmm. anyway but it's because I watched Greek and I loved like that they were doing that and so like that's what I wanted to do and like it wasn't like these things were put there because they were really well thought out in my head or very intentional or had some sort of meaning. They kind of became these like this arbitrary timeline that I created for myself when I didn't have the knowledge and information and life experience to create said timeline. Mm -hmm. Like it just doesn't make sense. And so I also think that like Melissa said, mute people, but I would go out of your way to follow people that you don't necessarily know in real life, but like whether that's like influencers, like celebrities, like people like just content creators who are not married and are not engaged and like don't have kids. And you could even go out of your way to follow those people who are like child-free by choice ones, like just anything that will in turn, like not only diversify your feed from like what you see, but that gives you more content that's the polar opposite of what you're currently getting to engage with. And then the algorithm will bring you more of that kind of stuff. And the day-to-day pressures of like people asking you that stuff, I just think like, you just say like, we're going to be doing on our own, own timeline. Like there's no rush. And I think it's harder to deal with that when it's coming from like family and you're in like a newer, you're, you said, she said she's in a new city, right? Mm -hmm. Just school. Yeah. And like befriending people who are in the kind of similar life stage as you, because I mean, at 20, turning 21, Mots and I weren't even date. I like, I'd never even met Mots at that point. Yeah, I'm in my mid-30s. I'm not married. I'm not engaged. I'm not having kids. Like, these are things that eventually I want. But, like, when it comes, it comes. I'm not out here, like, sad about it. I especially, <laughs> I'm just, like, looking at other people's relationships and where they are and seeing, I think a lot of people, honestly, a lot of people settle for what's there and that's not the kind of free and that's fine you know that's what you want you just want to be with someone that you're comfortable with or you know just because they're there and you ignore a lot of red flags and then 
get divorced later then that's the kind of life you want great but that's not the life I want yeah I would rather sacrifice than settle and so like Mm -hmm. at all points of your life you're going to be sacrificing something whether it's you're sacrificing work to focus on relationship you're sacrificing Mm -hmm. like choosing to really throw yourself into work and not date for a while like I think like life is like full of sacrifice and sacrifice is a intentional choice that I get to make but I'm not going to settle like Mm -hmm. and settling doesn't get rid of sacrifice like and I think a lot of people when they're young think it think it does and so a lot of people get married and pop out babies like really young and they end up settling for someone who can support them while they Mm -hmm. stay at home so they can do that and they're sacrificing their career but in turn for sacrificing that which is your choice totally do that they might in turn be settling for a relationship yep So everybody wants what somebody else has and you just have to exist in an echo chamber for a bit and figure out what it is that you want without the influence of other people. Mm -hmm. Move to L.A. proper because (laughs) like nobody. No one. Yeah. Nobody. Very relatable, though. Best of luck. Let's take a break. Okay, we will be back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package, and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there, it's like elixir from the gods 
I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah. I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. (gasps) When I tell you that I was like sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back. Roll the tapes. Hi, Melissa and Megan. I'm calling to ask for advice on my relationship with my boyfriend's mom. I'm 22 years old, pronouns she, her, and have been dating a 24-year-old man, pronouns he, him, for about six months now. His mom, who I will call Laura, is in her mid-60s and uses she, her pronouns. Last week, we flew to spend a week with Laura, who I had never met, in my boyfriend's hometown. I want to say before I get too far into this call that I that I like Laura and I know she likes me as she told my boyfriend so multiple times throughout the week that we spent with her. I'm looking for advice because Laura said multiple things over the course of the week that I was offended by. Usually I don't tend to give people the benefit of the doubt but I truly don't believe Laura was trying to hurt my feelings because she privately told my boyfriend how much she likes me. Laura could not get over the fact that I have a tattoo and piercings. She brought it up multiple times and mentioned it to my boyfriend that she was glad he didn't have any. Laura even brought up my tattoo to my boyfriend's aunt while I was in the room and spoke as if I wasn't there. The next thing that happened was that she was constantly asking questions about my religion. I was raised Catholic and still consider myself to be Catholic, but I don't attend math often. We were discussing Roe v. Wade and Laura, who is vocally pro-choice, told me I must be a Catholic out of convenience because I am pro-choice. I felt like it was really insulting to comment about the way I choose to practice Catholicism, a denomination she admitted to knowing very little about. Before I talk about the last thing, I want to give a trigger warning for talking about weight and quote-unquote health. At the dinner table, Laura told me she was concerned about my boyfriend's weight and his health. She said she, she believes he cares more about his mental health than his physical health. I'm not sure why this was such a horrible thing to her, but I digress. 
I am a bigger person and so is my boyfriend, but both of us are in peak health. I know that health is not determined by size, but Laura kept going on and on about how worried she was for him and how she wanted me to look out for my boyfriend's health. This bothers me immensely for two reasons. One, she was openly criticizing my boyfriend in front of both of us. And two, when Laura was saying she wasn't okay with my boyfriend's weight, she was implying that she was not okay with fatness, a category I also fall into. My boyfriend didn't push back against this comment, but he wasn't happy about it, and we've had multiple discussions about it. When my boyfriend has pushed back against her comments, Laura has gotten genuinely upset with herself. Having seen that, I truly believe she is ignorant to how hurtful she is being. Another factor I think is at play is that Laura is older. She abides by traditional Southern values that my parents, who are about 10 years younger than Laura, don't follow. I went into this weekend expecting some type of tip between us, but I realized I don't know how to react or respond in this situation. I love my boyfriend, and family is important to both of us. I would like help learning how to ignore Laura's comments. Thank you so much, and have a great day. I don't think the solution is learning how to ignore Laura. I think if Laura is as ignorant and clueless as you both are making her out to be, it's calling her out on it and watching her change her behavior. Yeah. Sometimes people like this, like you call them out and their behavior probably won't change. And you either have to accept it and just know that this is who it is, who they are. You'll keep calling, especially when they're at this big age, You'll call them out when they say something offensive and then you either have to uh, internalize it or you just move past it, depending on what kind of relationship you want with them. So I don't think there's going to be any changing her. Somebody that's set in their ways like this, I don't think there's any changing. I don't know, because I mean, I my inclining is yes, that like that it some of these things that like, I don't know, I think that like people do like you know older people it was a different generation they say crazy stuff all the time and like I know people in their 60s who are horrible people and like say horrible things and I know people in their 60s who are like wonderful people and say like wonderful great Mm -hmm. things and that is not uh determined by their age it's like it's mostly who you are but like if you are all saying that like she feels like genuinely so bad I'm not saying it's because of her age that she's the way she is, I'm saying that she's set in her ways that she may not change. But if she says that when they pointed out, she feels like horrible and like is like, oh, I so didn't real like when it's like, hold on. The times my boyfriend has pushed back against her comments, Laura has gotten genuinely upset at herself. And having seen that, I truly believe she's just ignorant about this stuff. So like, I don't know. I think like I agree, though, in the sense that like, I don't think that you can in any situation for someone to like improve or to teach them and like have it be an educational moment like that's her that's Laura's choice like she Mm -hmm. has that choice but I think like I personally if it was me and this stuff happens like I've been in situations where people have said something that I in the moment you pick and choose of like is this something that I am comfortable kind of like letting slide and like not because like it aligns with me like ethically or morally but because like this comment did damage to me, but it will do more damage to me to fight for this. Mm-hmm. Because like sometimes like I, I think about that a lot when like people say like ableist stuff sometimes where I'm just like, I can read between the lines when I'm hearing you like don't like that, va- like care or value p- other people's lives. I don't need to push you on that because I don't need to hear you say that in another form. Like it just hurts too much. Like I don't want more of that. But then there are other t- things where 
if it's like a quick thing that I feel like, oh, hey, like, you know, but I think there's like a way to kind of like go about and do that. But like, if she's going to be like so brazen to like talk on your tattoos or your pier- piercings to the ant while you're in the room, just like I would just be like, Laura, next, Laura, you're not telling your, you're not telling her if it's her aunt or your, her sister. Like, Laura, you didn't tell your sister that you asked me next week, we can go get your nipples pierced. Like, come on. Like, I don't <laughs> think she's playing with fire. I think if you want to play, if she wants to play like the ignorance card, I think for me that what I would dish back is kind of like sarcasm, humor and like funniness in there. Because if you truly think that, I don't know, when someone is being intentionally ignorant, I kind of tend to like pointing it out, pretending that they're joking and I'm joking along because then the alternative is like, oh, are you going to double down on what you said? Or are you also agreeing that like, oh, we're all just having fun here. Like then I'm having fun too. But I think when it comes to like the weight and health one, that one's really, that one's really, really hard because that I will say is like not just even like a generational thing. Like that's just a lot of people's belief system and like narrative around like fatness. And I think that I obviously am like, I'm, I'm a thin person, so I can't like speak from the community aspect of that. But I would say in those instances, I think that like you and your boyfriend just need a game plan because it is his mom. So the same way that I said, I don't want to like argue with people about ableism to like tell them that they should care about like my life. When it is coming from his mom, that fat phobia might be like especially hurtful to him, but that's for you and him to kind of have a conversation to talk about where you might feel more comfortable pushing back against those comments. He might not. And so I think you both just need to be on the same page when it's things that apply to both of you, because I think that you have every right to push back on things that are just about you. And But when it comes to things that affect him as well, if you push her and she continues to say more hurtful things, that's just like more bullets, more ammo. And it tends to be easier for the person who's not related. Like you can kind of brush it off, like fuck her, who cares? There's like a deeper relationship there with him and her. But yeah, I I, I think that the best way to go about these things always is like just course correction. Like in the moments, if she says something like, I can't believe like, you're like, I'm so glad you have tat. Like, I'm so glad you don't have tattoos. I'd be like, why? You don't, you don't like tattoos? Like, what, what, so like, what's your belief system about tattoos? Like, I think sometimes just not letting those comments slide and asking someone to explain what they mean or asking them to kind of defend their stance, you have to just make the conscious choice in what topics are you comfortable uh, with that. And like, if that's not something you're not comfortable hearing her, if like religion is like a soft spot for you that you don't feel comfortable kind of defending your own religion, especially when it comes to like being pro-choice, then draw the line there, like ignore those comments. But I don't think that the answer is that you have to ignore absolutely everything because these things seem to like be affecting you. And the in that moment, even if you can't change her mind, sometimes just standing up for yourself in doesn't have to be combative, but just in like in asking what she means or being like, oh, I don't agree with that that can sometimes satiate it enough. It doesn't always have to be like a huge fight or you completely ignore it. Like, I think there's like a middle ground. Yeah, I'll add in with the religious aspect. And I've talked about it before. I, you know, consider myself a Christian. I don't really go to church because I think there's a lot of hypocrites in church. And I think people, for me, they go because of 
the show and not because of their actual relationship with God. And so maybe you say you you consider yourself Catholic, but you don't go to mass because, you know, you don't want to go to mass, but you still have those beliefs. Um, So maybe just say that, you know, my relationship with God or whatever is my relationship with God. It's not about other people. Also, if you want to be historically correct, most Christian organizations were pro-choice until recently when the evangelicals came along and decided that they want to control bodies. So that's not even, and because this woman, his mom doesn't even know that much about Catholicism as it is, you know, I think knowing who you are and what, what you stand for and why you stand for those things is important when you're combating people that have different beliefs or have a certain view on what you believe, even if it's not their own, it's not how you personally believe. So like having reasons for why you believe what you believe also is a way to share a part of you and educate her as well. Just knowing who you are helps with that too. No, I I agree with that. Like, I think Mm -hmm. all of these conversations with her, I don't think you, if you let them die at these just comments of hers, you are like missing out on these conversations. Cause like the same way that you can ask her to further explain, she can ask you those same questions and like Mm -hmm. you can both learn more about each other. But yeah. Also, can we just say that you went to spend a week with her and you've been dating for six months? That's pretty big. That is really like, that's a lot. And I, that all things considering, (laughs) like I, I don't want to say that this might be intentional, but it, this also could be her trying to kind of assert her power and dominance because she like, you know what I mean? Like it's pretty early mm-hmm. on into a relationship where he's inviting you to come spend time with her and it shows that you're a very important part of his life and you've only been there for six months. So she might be also, her personality might be on like level 11 at this point, like just for show. Yeah. Or one of those people just that just likes to question everything regardless Yeah. Just because they find amusement in it or they actually might genuinely want to know things and they just question everything. But I find those type of people quite annoying because I get exhausted explaining myself all the time. I would rather live in an echo chamber. I hate contrarians. Like I hate people who are just like, I like to argue for the sake. I just have like a fun, Mm -hmm. just like a lively argument. I want to argue with strangers online. I want to yell at strangers online. I do not want to like argue over like stupid shit with my friends. Mm hmm. No. Agree. Well, best of luck. Would love an update like in like, I don't know, six months to like see where your relationship's at and if like your relationship with her has changed or anything. It could be less than six months, but you know. Please. Okay. All right. Next call. Hi, Megan Melissa. I am 18. She, her, and am an, am a predicament. I'm going to start with some backstory here quick. Um, Layla, she, her, 18, was my best friend all throughout childhood and who is a who the stories made me about. She had a boyfriend for five months, and we can call him Max, he, him, 19, and they had broken up two years before this current situation. Two years ago, in February, my boyfriend of three years at the time had passed away. During this time, Layla and Max were in the middle of a breakup and broke up in May. Max was still in our friend group, and they ended up being able to coexist peacefully in this group. He had reached out to me a year after the breakup, and we had already trauma bonded in a way when my boyfriend had passed away. Since everything has happened, I have separated myself from my friend group and Layla because they are all very toxic. Me and Max reconnected during last year and hung out once for lunch. 
It was nothing sexual and was just friendly. Layla had found out at the time and we got in a fight. She called me a few days after it happened, screaming at me that I had no morals or boundaries and she couldn't believe I slept with her ex-boyfriend. I explained to her that we didn't, but she still went on. She told me how she always knew I liked him, even when I was dating my boyfriend who had passed, and while I was going through all of that, and that she was always right and knew I was a horrible friend. After she said all this, I told her that nothing like this happened, and I would never do such a thing, but if she wanted to believe it, then so be it. We weren't friends anymore, and I honestly did not want to go through unnecessary drama. It has been a year, and I now have began dating this wonderful guy. A month ago, Layla reached out to my now boyfriend, and we'll call him Jack, 18, he, him, saying how horrible a person I am, etc. Um, when Jack showed me these texts, I explained to him the situation, and he didn't respond to Layla. She has now reached out to me a few times, saying her and Max are apparently back together, asking to be friends, and trying to invite herself to my family gathering. I talked to her politely about how I do not want to be her friend, and I haven't been for so long. Jack ended up blocking her because she would repeatedly, repeatedly text him horrible things about me. She recently blocked my number and Snapchat because I declined an invite to her grandma's birthday party, but now will text me on Messenger or Instagram every once in a while trying to hang out. I rarely answer her, but she continues to try to text Jack on her friend's phones, etc. when he blocks her on other social medias. I have never been more confused, and I just need advice on how to handle this. I'm worried it may start affecting my relationship, and I would just like this toxicity to be done. I am not sensitive to advice, so whatever you need to say, please say. Thank you. The fuck? What is wrong with this girl? Does Layla not have, like, college apps to do? Like, what? Uh, I mean, I don't think this would affect your relationship at all. Like, I, no, I don't, I don't. I don't think so. Like, <laughs> this is super weird. Sadly, mm-hmm. when it comes to like friend drama or toxicity, like it doesn't take two to tango. Like it, 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 you don't need two active participants in it. Like it can literally just be one person just like starting shit and fueling shit and nobody else engaging. And it doesn't mean that that shit's going to go away. So I think that like, I mean, I think you're both kind of doing the best thing. And like, I think you just... I think if you just block her on everything, both you and him everywhere, like you've made your point clear, you don't want to be friends anymore. And eventually (laughs) she will either like drive herself crazy with like keeping to do this like so much that like she will eventually get tired of it or the lack of response will make her move on from it. Like she's not being consistent at all. And I think even if she was consistent or she was sincere and like wanting to be friends, I think it's very valid that you don't want to be. But blocking works like. But she's didn't you say that she's been reaching out on other people's accounts or stuff like that? Eventually she's or making new accounts or whatever. Eventually she's going to run out of people. Yeah. But why does she have so much energy? Someone get this girl into kickboxing. Like someone get her into mathletes. Like she, someone get her some, someone take her to a psychiatrist and see if she has ADHD. Maybe she's just like trying to like, this was like, I mean, I wasn't like this in high school, but like I, how did I have the time to do anything? And I'm like, oh, I was unmedicated and I wasn't doing the things Uh I needed to do. So yeah, this is a lot, but I think you're right though that like eventually she will run out of people. And like, I think you literally block her on social media, but then you also block in conversations with other friends where you're like hey I'm cutting her out of my life I've been trying to do that like 
if you talk to her or she like asks about me or anything, like I don't want to hear about it. So like, please don't talk to me about her. And you just cut off all sources that could get to you, that she could get to you through other people. Not you don't cut out those other people, but you tell those other people what your your boundaries are. And I think in turn, she'll probably end up pushing all of those other people, like your mutual friends away as well. I guess I kind of, this isn't advice for you at all. This is just me questioning. Did Max like actually cheat on her at some point and now she's just angry about it and taking it out on you because you were her friend? Oh, why did she think that? Did he say that? Oh, that's a good point. See, yeah, then there's the nosy. I'm because we're not in it, but the nosy mm-hmm. side of me is I'm like, I kind of want to hear what happened. I kind of want to know, like, what is the reason? Like, I feel like there's always a why for something. Like, you don't just come to this conclusion on your own. Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. Like, what was this catalyst? Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like you want to know. I personally. I want to know. And I, I don't think you, I don't think that like if I was in like, maybe if I was in a situation, I want to know why this person. But I am quick to block someone. Sometimes, you know what? I don't block as a petty move. It's a power move. And I just <laughs> let them send messages and just let themselves spiral. And then I have receipts of them are spiraling so that I it's always there in case somebody you know, questions or she goes and lies to someone about what's actually happening. And then I have all the receipts of what's going on. So, you know, yeah. Why? Why? I think the only way that this could ruin your relationship is if this drama, not her, but if this drama becomes like a third, (laughs) the third in your relationship. And that would be that it's coming from you, not coming from her messages that she's sending. Like, I'm sorry, if he breaks up with you, because like, your ex-friend who's like spread these nasty rumors about you is like harassing him and he would then dump you like that just like means he's a piece of shit like that has nothing to do with you but I the only way I could see this affecting your relationship relationship negatively is if this is an all-consuming thing for you that like when you're you're two hanging out just you together like this is all you talk about this is all you think about and that's when I think like if you can fully disengage from like every aspect of contact with her and adjacent to her in every kind of aspect. So you're not thinking about it. You're not trying to fix this problem. Like she is a problem and she will exist in her corner being a problem. And it's not your problem. And yeah, because I I don't think that any good guy would like break up with you because like you have a shitty ex friend who's like obsessed with you. Yeah, truly, truly obsessed with you. She'll get tired eventually. I hope. Then she'll take a break and then pop up three years later and send you a creepy voice now. Hmm. Sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> I don't know. Deja vu or something. I don't know. I don't know. Just spitballing. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> wishing you the best of luck. I really hope that Layla goes to college so far away. So far away. Now it's time for Don't Blame Them, which is where a listener calls in and gives their own advice pertaining to a call we had on a previous episode. So maybe they have personal experience or they just have some insight that we didn't touch on on the call or just they want to share their own um, thoughts on it. Here we go. 
I'm Megan and Melissa and all the other callers. I'm calling for a double blame back on the recent, the most recent episode about the caller who was talking about the spark in a relationship. So I recently got out of a long, a four year relationship, four and a half year relationship with my ex. And it was a very toxic relationship. We had, um, a lot of issues and a lot of trauma bonding mostly. And as I was getting back out there, I was really going on the dating apps and stuff. And I went on a couple of dates and I tend to gravitate towards the people who I felt that quote unquote spark with. Um, talking to my therapist, she rebranded it as intensity and that intensity comes when you're feeling comfortability because I was so out of my comfort zone that I felt like I wanted to gravitate more towards things that were comfortable to me and things that were comfortable to me were men who didn't have their shit together and who I could fix. And I would get that intensity and that spark with them because I wanted to be back to that comfortable place. Now, thinking to my current relationship, I did not, similar to Moss and Megan, um, well, first off, I'm a Leo and he's a Capricorn, but I had no desire to meet this guy because he was just so emotionally stable. That was the first thing. I was like, he's boring. Like, I have no feelings towards him because, like, he just seems so boring and so mentally healthy. I ended up meeting him. And at first, I was just like, oh, like, yeah, we're getting along great, having a great conversation. And as that went on, I felt like I kind of got, like, a real spark, like a genuinely, like, like almost like this could be something very, very good and very healthy. Like, And since then, I've been... A complete, it's a completely different feeling than I have had in the past with my unhealthy relationship. Now it's like I feel almost like a possible, like it's a completely different feeling, like a possibility for something bigger and something not as much like an end all be all type of thing, but like almost like a comforting feeling in a way where it's like a calm, not like a oh my god, like this guy could be it. Oh my god, I'm freaking out. Like almost just like a calm, like you know what? What will be will be and a contentment. So yeah, good luck to you and just keep that in mind. Love you guys. Bye. Good. It was wonderful. Uh you're definitely on a hike. We originally thought Stairmaster, but yeah, the outdoor I don't know. noises. I I kinda think um taking groceries in and out the house. I that was like literally my first instinct was like something with groceries but mm-hmm. then the like i could just maybe you have stairs maybe that's what it is like i could hear you i could just hear in the uh in the in the movie world we call it efforts and that's not mm-hmm. a knock i know it sounds like it is and i've always thought that it sounds insulting but like in adr when you're doing something like you're like shutting a door or anything just little noises you make like ugh, ugh, those are called efforts and i could hear your efforts and those to me Sounds like stair efforts. <laughs> I thought maybe she was climbing the Culver City stairs. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did I tell you I about know. the time I went to the Culver City stairs the last time I went? No, I don't know. Shortly before the pandemic, me and Jean-Claude went, and he is very much taller than me. You don't say. Yeah, big mistake. And for y'all that don't know, this Culver City stairs are these very steep stairs that you climb up for exercise i guess i don't even know what's at the top because after i did two of the separate what would you call that Mm. flights two separate flights i stopped like my heart was racing so much i could not breathe 
And I saw this little kid just like maybe eight, just like sprinting up. I was like, this is how I know I have a lung condition. <laughs> like I already know, but like I couldn't breathe. And then and I just had to stop. It so also there. When I say they're steep, I just want just to paint the picture that like the stair above the one you would currently be on is probably at the height of your hip. Yeah. Like that's how like unless you have long legs, like you're climbing, like you're literally climbing like you would wreck your legs like yeah. so quickly. Yeah. By the time I caught my breath, he had already gone all the way up to the top and come back down. And then I was ready to walk with him. Couldn't be me. The yeah. last time I went to the Culver City stairs, I think it was when I went to the Culver City stairs or where maybe I was somewhere else. Yeah. But it was when I had, I popped the, what I thought was a zit in my arm. Turns out it was a cyst. Then it got into my blood and then I had to take all the antibiotics. I, so I wouldn't get sepsis. Mm-hmm. And then I took the too strong of monostatin. So then I had an allergic reaction and my vagina looked like a puffer fish. And I remember it was like a hike. And I was like, I'm unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> and my vagina is looks like hitch it looked like literally hitch (laughs) oh Uh. anyways well (laughs) we hope you all enjoyed this episode if you liked it we would love if you left a review makes us very happy should we read a recent one sure 10 out of 10 recommend five stars and this is from e clip 12 (laughs) this week's episode was so good Longtime listener here and recommend this podcast to all my clients in my chair as a hairstylist. That's the best. The best person to spread information is a hairstylist because they talk to people all day long, basically like a shoulder to lean on. And uh, advice really means something coming from a hairstylist. Oh, my hairstylist, Shaylee, she knew she is my longest relationship. Like I I like she was the first person I ever told that like I thought I had a crush on Mods and she like I was like talking on him and then I was like I think I have a crush on him she goes babe like I know like <laughs> we've got a crush like we've got a crush on him like he's so and like that's just like how it goes and it's so funny because she always gives me podcast recommendations like she mm. is like loves podcasts is always giving great recs and so I think hairstylists I don't know maybe it's just in my small pool but every hairstylist I know loves podcasts and also like yep the trope of hairstylist gives great advice there to hear through everything. And so I'm like, wow, this is the greatest compliment. Like hairstylist, when hairstylists and therapists, I'm like, wow, we've made it. Mm-hmm. Where's our Spotify deal? <laughs> Where's it's the check? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Well, that is it. We hope you all enjoyed. Well, like I said earlier in the episode, head on over to our Instagram. Make sure you follow our Instagram, but comment on the latest Instagram. Some icks. Some icks that men do, specifically men. Icky men. Well, don't comment icky men because I kept telling you 10,000 army hammer comments. But just like comment icks that men can do. Yeah. And that's it. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. by me executive produced by melissa demonts and diamond imprint productions edited by coco lawrence post-production sound by chris henry production assistance by melanie d watson music by ryan hunter and giacomo picasso imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.